Welcome to the Winsome Conviction Project. My name is Tim Milhoff. I'm one of the co-directors along with Dr. Rick Langer. And those of you tuning in to hear the Art of Relationships, this is a joint podcast. And I'm back with my good friend, Dr. Chris Grace. Yeah, Chris Grace with the Art of Relationships podcast. <laughs> it's good to see you. It is good to see you. Now, the, the reason we're doing this together, Chris, is because our guest today is one that we both wanted and we thought let's not split the man in two that would be <laughs> ugly let's have a joint podcast because we just feel like this topic is going to be one uh, people need to hear and I think it's going to be a, a unique podcast with a unique perspective yeah defensive tactics expert Nick Drosos Nick you, uh, you got it uh, Drosos <laughs> baby Nick, uh, all the way from Canada. Thank you for joining us today, man, and driving, well, not driving, but probably flying yeah. all this way and uh, taking time to talk about a topic that really we don't talk about much. And uh, you have found yourself right in the middle of something that's uh, pretty deep, pretty powerful, and uh, pretty transformative for a lot of guys when they hear your story. So one thing that we've been doing uh, is something called the Neighbor Love Initiative. The Center for Marriage and Relationship has been doing this for a long time, Nick. We go work with a group called OC United, and we help women that are caught in abusive relationships. We teach them life skills, self-defense skills. Um, I'm also uh, a level two instructor under Nick, uh, Defensive Tactics. Yeah, we both are. Uh, Well, (laughs) you you are. Uh, one of us is. <laughs> Listeners, you can determine yeah. who that is. And uh, so when we deal at these centers, obviously the idea of abuse, domestic violence comes up. But often what doesn't come up is that it's not just men to women. And Nick, you found yourself in a situation as a self-defense instructor, an expert that kind of was shocking. Yeah, it was, you know, one of these things that I never thought I would ever be in this position. Like I've been teaching self-defense for close to 20 years. I've worked with women who've been raped and domestic violence. I've seen it, right? I've lived it, I've trained them, I've worked with them, I've understood their mindset. Uh, And then I was put in that situation Mm -hmm. many years ago where I was in a very toxic relationship. Um, And for some reason, and I know why the reasons today. I was, yeah. you know, insecure. I attracted these type of mm. women, uh, women that were, you know, somewhat verbally abusive or emotionally abusive. I hadn't yet got to the point where I, I understood myself well enough to know why am I attracting these women. Yeah. And then what really, um, what really, it hit me, and I said, okay, I'm I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Is when it got the first time I got. And the only time it got physical mm-hmm. with this in this particular relationship, yeah. where you know we got into an argument and it escalated mm-hmm. to the point where she started becoming physically violent. Now, mm-hmm. to me, violence is violence. Right. That means if you slap yeah. a woman or push a woman, the moment you put your hands on her, mm-hmm. it's considered violence. Mm-hmm. Just like she has the right to call the police mm-hmm. and have you arrested. Well. It's the same for the men. I look at it both sides. Violence sure. is violence. So, you know, I, I'm not going to play the victim like I was. I got out of there hurt. But she pushed me. Mm-hmm. She smacked me. She challenged me to fight. She wouldn't let me leave the house. Mm-hmm. She continued to, 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 like, just pursue me with the intention of, like, hit me, yeah. fight me. And I remember thinking, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I know all she wanted in that moment was for me to strike her. Now... I remember thinking, and I told her, 
I'm a self-defense instructor. This is what I do. Yeah. Like, you want to fight me? Like, and I'm freaking out, but then I'm just thinking, Nick, and thank God I have all these years of martial art experience where I was just, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And then I, it's hard for me to say this. I remember I closed my eyes and as I tried to go into the room, I went to the bathroom, I closed my eyes and I closed my ears and I'm like, breathe, breathe, breathe. And as she's yelling at me, I could hear my mother. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, if I turn on that switch, I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. Mm. Nick, it's just an amazing uh, story. I, I hate to interrupt it, but I, I want to hear, you know, the end and this idea of breathing. But I keep thinking to myself, here's somebody that knows what to do. Here's somebody that teaches others what to do. And yet you found yourself so, you know, amped up that literally you kind of forgot your training at that moment or you kind of used your training, but you were like, I could explode at any minute. Any minute. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and the thing is, like like, like Tim says, what do I want to do? I want to get out of the house. Yeah. I want to leave. I'm I'm actually very calm right now. I'm trying to de-escalate mm -hmm. as much as I could, but she's slamming the door. She's pushing me. She's following me to the point that when I ran into the bathroom, I was going to close the door just so she doesn't come in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm again in my head. I, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Uh, like all I'm thinking is, Nick, do not lay one finger on her because mm -hmm. I know how the story is going to go. Right. And again, there's that whole emotional and psychological, and uh, again, some of my childhood was in that. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. What uh, what does that mean you attracted women like that? I mean, obviously you you must have come from a, an abusive or a, a you know, a, a situation in your with your mom yeah. where violence was okay. Uh, how do you think that? I mean, was it just like you felt like you were attracted to these women or they saw something in you or you do you have you thought about it like why these women? I, I did like my and I've never said I've never really talked about this openly because it's nobody, you know, I don't want to say how my mom was, but my mom today, I realized at almost 40, 47 years old, and I probably figured this out when she was around 42, 43. She is like mentally, probably mm -hmm. by borderline personality, mm -hmm. uh, paranoia. Like she's mentally ill. And I sometimes I try to say, Nick, show compassion, but it's mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. But we were, we were raised in, you know, not so much physical, but verbal and emotional abuse, yeah. and and the highs, highs and lows. I, I I love you, and two minutes later, I hate you. I regret yeah. the day you were born. Then I love you, and when you're a kid, you don't understand that, no. right? And it it could it could make sense why I did many things in my life, where I'm like, okay, this is why, and and I attracted these toxic type yeah. of relationships. And what I did, at one point, I wrote down all the women I dated, mm. and what they all had in common. I said, okay, what do they have in common? Okay. I said, Nick, write a new formula. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy today. I'm in a relationship that's been four years with a complete different relationship. Yeah. Like the, the complete, the opposite of everything I've ever attracted. Yeah. But one last thing, the hardest thing for me to do is come out and talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was the hardest thing. But well, we but we need to do it because yeah, statistics show you're not alone, Nick. Like for instance, in your blog, uh, you said, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, one in four men has experienced violence from an intimate partner. 
So it's not that you're alone. It's just never gets talked about. It never gets expressed. And, and, and that number, let's talk about that number, right? That's 20% uh, mm. have experienced. That's 20% that report right. that they've good been experienced, right? I mean, I mean, there are men that are never going to never. report this because it's just the opposite of what society thinks. Yeah. And again, uh, by far, the vast majority of people who are abused are females in a male-female relationship. But 20% right. that are experience that we, we're probably looking at closer to almost double that because half of the people aren't going to say right. anything. I could tell you when I put that blog up and I shared it, two people, acquaintances, people I know, they're not close friends, but they I know them. I used to hang around with them when I was kids, wrote to me and said, Nick, I loved your blog. This happened to me. Yep. They both shared yep. their story. Yep they were both so embarrassed to talk about it because yeah. who wants to go tell his friend hey man you know this weekend you know my girlfriend smacked me a few times and and to me again one smack is once that's enough that's yeah. the red flag for you to get up pack your stuff and leave yeah absolutely nick when you when you wrote your list um of people you had dated was there any commonality on there was there anything that now you look at and you know so here's a listener going oh Okay, what did he put on there that would help him next time avoid it? Was there a certain trait of these women that you seem to be attracted to? See, or- I, I won't lie, and maybe it's going to make me sound shallow myself, but mm-hmm. I own it myself. I, you know, girls who are very mm-hmm. beautiful, yeah, beautiful, pretty, into themselves, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this type of, you know, type of women. I get my girlfriend's gorgeous; she's beautiful, but mm-hmm. she doesn't represent that. Okay. You know what I mean? So there was that. It was. So maybe you didn't look beyond that level. Was that what it was? I did as well. But again, I I find. I I I find that for men, we you know we look at that, and I'm 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 also looking at okay, we see the red flags and we push them away, right? We're like, oh, the red flag. Ah, it's nothing. She'll change. She'll be better. You know what I mean? Uh, looks, obviously I wanted somebody independent, somebody who was kind. And I mean, you can't have everything. And then people tell you, well, that's what relationships are. That's how they are. Don't be so yeah. picky. No, be picky. Yeah. Be picky. Don't yeah. just settle. There's another statistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Twenty. Per- I teach a gender class on how do we are we raised with this gender expectation, like men looking for a certain type of woman have been fostered to do that. Uh, what was it? Twenty. Five percent of women, thirty-five percent of men say violence is a normal part of a relationship. Be- physical violence, physical yes. violence, verbal, physical, emotional. Why they've been conditioned that yeah. way, right? Mm-hmm. They've been brought up in a culture yeah. that sometimes even glorifies it. I mean, I'm thinking of the, uh, um, uh, oh come on, what's the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. right? Yeah. Franchise, which not only took it. But in a weird way, romanticized it and normalized it, which, you know, I I have abuse in my family background as well. And that is just unforgivable Mm -hmm. to take that, normalize it uh, and make it sexy. That's unforgivable. But but it has an effect on people living in that kind of world. Especially the young generation. Especially the young generation. generation. All this social media. I look at my son. He's 14. He accepts it as normal. It's normal. And it's, it's what's unbelievable is that this younger generation um, want things to be done to them because of what they see, what yeah, they hear. Right. It's, it's, it, and I think especially like we talk about it as well in our talk show, all the, 
all the porn accessible and everything they see, yeah. it distorts your mind and what what being intimate oh. with a partner is. Yeah. yeah, and check out some of our podcasts on pornography and its effect on the brain. But, I, you know, I think, Tim, even that idea, that notion abuses more than just hitting and laying a hand right. on somebody, That's right? So good, it, it's it's that yelling at, it's that emotional intimidation that you said. And Oof. I think a lot of men, it, while it, it, it may never escalate to physical violence, there's still abuse going still on. Abuse. If you're being ridiculed and criticized mm-hmm. and yelled at and, you know, love is withheld from you. Mm-hmm. But I think, Nick, your story goes one step further in that she laid hands on yeah. you and you tried to avoid this. And I just want to applaud you, first of all, for coming out and talking about it. I know it's not easy. Yeah. I, right when you said the story, a bunch of your friend and you, you yeah. wrote your blog, friends came to you. Even as you and I were first talking about this, I recalled a quick instant instant incident when I'm in the dorm dating this girl briefly, you know. Well, I teased her in the middle of some guy standing and she just reached out and slapped me. Mm. And okay, in one respect, I guess that's a natural reaction to being teased, maybe inappropriately. Um, But what it did was they laughed at me and I remember thinking, okay, uh, that's weird. I don't like that. I would never do that. Yeah. Um, and you said, imagine if she, if I hit her like that. Yeah. The difference would be profound in some respects in the response. Yeah. You know, they would look at me. I know even my guy friends back then would have went, what did you just mm-hmm. do? For her, it was almost funny. Yeah. And I think that started, you know, that relationship obviously didn't last very long. But Nick, I think that's the, the thing that happens with men in situations like this is they become unsure of themselves. And you yeah. seem like you were like, what, what happened? Is this right? Is this true? But, but there's a buildup to it. So, and I say this, it starts with a snarky remark. Mm. Then it starts with a little bit of verbal abuse. Not much. A jab. A jab. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're such a, a, put down, you're uh, such a loser. Yeah. You're or s- swearing at you're them. S- using you're so dumb or whatever. And then it builds to... It's a slow buildup. People will test how much can I push you mm. before I crack mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to get, and then physical, it might be a push, yeah. a slap. Maybe a playful at first. Playful at first. And then, and then at the end, yeah. there's a buildup because I'm testing how far can I take you yeah. before, like, I, I'm setting the limits. I'm testing you out. And it's interesting, Tim, because, you know, when I train women who, who are in these type of situations, Guys are like, well, why don't you just leave him? Just get up, take your stuff. Right. And here I am, a guy, a man. I have my own business. I'm, I do well. I had an, I had my own other house, and it still took me a few months before I can gather your gather stuff. my stuff because there's kids involved. Another. Yeah. It still. It wasn't like, all right, I'm out. It still took me a few months mm. to to prepare my exit. So I say, imagine a woman who's got two kids. The man has all the finances under his name. He controls everything. It's not as easy. And and, and there was something that this experience taught me that when I train women to be able to see, I know where you're coming from. I I can't compare because I'm not here to play the victim. That's why when we wrote the blog, I wanted to make sure I don't come out as like, oh, poor me. No, that's not it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to share that that small incident still happened to me it does happen to men and 
you know, it, it's it's more common than we think. And what can we do to also talk about it? Because I'm sure there's other men who probably get it 10 times worse mm-hmm. and they're afraid to say something. Yeah, Man, and you had both the yourself and your relationship, but then the dynamic of children that uh, that now women can say, yeah, welcome to our world. Oh, what man. am I going to do? Pick up the kids and run out and go sleep on the streets? You know, and you're like, I can't leave these kids or I don't want to. Or it's used as a tool yeah. against you. So uh, we work with a group called OC United, uh, the Center for Marriage and Relationships and the Winsome Conviction Project. Uh, Donna said, if you want to get a glimpse of what it's like, watch the Netflix series Made. Oh. Made, M-A-I-D. Yeah. And the first episode, I literally called her and said, is this what it's like? And she said, it's the closest thing I've ever seen of a woman trying to leave and how incredibly hard it was to leave financially, yeah. emotionally, and it, w- it was stunning to watch. So real quick, Chris, how the Find out more information about the center? Well, yeah, you go to cmr.biola.edu, um, and then you can look up many of the events. We're hosting a number of things, Tim, with you guys, you know, at all times during the year. Right. Uh, physical abuse, mental, verbal, emotional, how to tell the difference, how your family yeah. of origin comes into play, and then ways to help. And I think that's, Nick, why, you know, we're just so glad to have you here and do this mm-hmm. podcast together is because you, you've lived this and you have a background that is invaluable. So Nick, how can they find the blog that we've been talking about? How would they find that? And even you have great online resources. How would they find that, listeners? Uh, they can go to my website, nickdrosos.com. So they could go into the blog section and they're going to find it. As well as they can, um, when they visit my website, I have courses, knife defense, yeah. gun defense, women's self-defense courses, and a lot more. And I can testify it's really good stuff. And I'm a level two instructor with Nick's Defensive Tactics Program. You can find out more about uh, the Winsome Conviction Project by simply going to winsomeconviction.com. There's a whole catalog of all of our podcasts. We have free material you can check out. Here's what we're going to do, Nick, in the next session. We're going to step away a little bit from domestic violence because I'm, I'm thinking of you in that bathroom with your heart racing what can our listeners do to de-escalate? You mentioned breathing, and we don't want to just throw that out there and leave it. Uh, breathing is a first step that all of us need to think about when our heart starts to race and we feel like, I'm getting upset here. So we're going to kind of leave the domestic violence realm uh, because we live in what Deborah Tannen calls the argument culture today, and we need to find out ways of stepping back. So Nick, will you join us for one more segment? Absolutely, Tim. I'd love to. Sounds great. 